In fact, I was praying last night. I woke up during the night and I was saying, Lord, what would you say to all power Baptist? And I'm sure he said something, but then I went back to sleep and completely <laughs> forgot it. <laughs> but do you know what I think the Lord wants to say to you guys? He's proud of you. And, and the word I got during communion was, what I did on the cross for you was worth it. You know, he loves you incredibly. And no, no matter how you feel about yourselves, here in all power, whatever all power represents, you know, to Christchurch or New Zealand or the world, he's incredibly proud of you. And one of the scriptures I'm going to share a bit later comes from John 15, verse 16. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and be a fruit, fruit that will last. So that's you as a collective or power Baptist, but it's also you as individuals here as a part of all power Baptist. So it's pretty amazing, isn't it? Would anyone like to say amen? <laughs> nice. Um, so, yeah, thank you, Rod. Um, I presume we don't have an online service, do we? But it's a podcast, so I'll speak to the podcast a bit later. And amazing, too, that I can join you on Children's Day. I'm sure you're aware that World Vision is a child-oriented um, organisation. And... Um, our vision statement is based on John 10, 10, where Jesus said, I came that you would have life and have it to its fullness. And uh, that's for every child. That's just not just for sponsored children or children here in New Zealand. That's for every child. And as was indicated in communion, we're not there yet, but that doesn't mean to say we stop and don't continue to pursue that. So what I'm talking about today, if people ever ask me what I do for a job, I'm sometimes brave enough, but I'll be brave enough to say it to you guys, is I'm a purveyor of hope. Because what I see being achieved around the world is incredible. And the difference that people like you uh, that support organisations like us, um, as the Lord's commanded us to do in Matthew 25 and plenty of other places in the Scriptures, is we're bringing hope, and it's quite incredible, and that's what I want to share with you today. Uh, by way of introduction, uh, I like to show you my family, and I'll um, <coughs> discuss why I do that. The youngest one on the end here is Josh. I don't seem to have a pointer. Uh, then Ben, uh, so 19 and 27, that's me, my gorgeous wife Susan, and then Katie and Anna. All of us are based in Christchurch apart from Katie, who's based in Wellington. And so the scripture for today comes from Isaiah 60, verse 1 to 3. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. So that's speaking to you individually, to us all power Baptists, to us Papua Nui Baptists, um, but also for everyone around the world. See, darkness covers the earth, and thick darkness is over the peoples. But the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light, and kings to the brightness 
of your dawn. So there's a progression there from darkness to light. And in that we can arise and shine. So this is Damaris. Damaris is a lady in Kenya. And nations literally come to her. Um, Not so much kings, but tribal chiefs and university professors come to Damaris because she shines so brightly. However, in 1999, Damaris was completely destitute. She uh, lost her husband and then her 12-year-old son, um, and she was left destitute. Uh, Often in many African cultures, you become the property of your husband's brother, typically the older brother, but if, if there is an older brother, a younger brother, and then often they strip you of everything you have and you have to return to your village. Um, So Damaris was completely destitute. Darkness was covering her earth. Um, But fortunately, um, World Vision was working in her community, and um, they gave her three chickens. So who can tell me what happens if you have boy girls, boy chickens and girl chickens? You get baby chickens, and you get eggs, and you get broilers that sell for meat, and and potentially you can improve your nutrition uh, and um, sell eggs, etc., and make profit. These days, Damaris farms 2,200 chickens. Not only that, but she's acquired some land from the village chief, and she grows maize, uh, along with green bananas, which is the staple in these parts of uh, the world that... Um, maize is beaten into a stiff porridge uh, called ugali and then the green bananas are cooked they're sort of a bit like a sweet potato or something when you boil them up but not only does she grow them uh, for herself she grows it at scale so that she can sell and and support herself and her community not only does she grow crops but she's started a beekeeping business and uh, from the bees she gets honey and some she sells for profit, others she blesses with to the local children in the community with um, honey for their improved uh, nutrition, etc. Further to that, she's training children in the local school how to grow nutritious vegetables in an intensive way when you don't have a lot of land. And so you see it's like a, a, a Christmas cake. Uh, then if you uh, just have a small plot of land, then you can grow a lot of um, you know, nutritious vegetables from a small area. So she's teaching the kids and they're taking it home to their parents. Uh, She's an elder in a church, hopefully it's a Baptist church because we know that's God's favourite church. Um, And so she spends a lot of time uh, counselling people and um, in, in, in her leadership role, encouraging them to go from darkness to light also. Further to that, she farms goats. Uh, She keeps the goats inside and it's, um, she grows the um, the, the feed and, and the byproducts from her other crops and then feeds the, the goats inside. When she's particularly lonely, the goats is who she talks to as well. Uh, on top of that, she is a fish farmer. Uh, fish farming's not very common in New Zealand, but I guess salmon farming or something's a, a bit like it. Typically it's tilapia, which is a small fish about yo big, and, and she's sprinkling food through the net. The net's obviously there to prevent the birds from uh, consuming it. Not only is she, um, she busy doing all this sort of farming, 
but she's also helping other young people like Felix. Felix is an orphan boy and was in that situation of darkness covering the land and didn't have a lot of hope. You can see behind him a fine uh, crop of tomatoes, so he's not only growing the tomatoes, he's marketing them in the, in the local markets and what have you, and is hopeful of building a greenhouse in the near future to increase his production. And then there's Karen. Um, the great thing about being given something like a chicken or a goat or a cow is that often it's given to you free of charge, but you can repay that debt by passing on offspring to other people. So in the case of chickens, it's, you know, you can pass three chickens on to somebody else and you've repaid that debt. So Karen has received her three chickens and not only does, has she become a successful poultry farmer, but she's also trained 30 others and probably given them the three chickens. So you can see here uh, these people are arising and shining in a place where darkness really covered the land. They're beginning to arise and shine. And the great thing is the way that World Vision works is that we fund by child sponsorship, but that money doesn't go to the child at all. Uh, it goes to the whole community so that the whole community thrives and every child thrives. As I said, John 10.10, 10, Jesus didn't say, I came that, that sponsored children would have life and have it to the full. Of course not. It's so that every child... So. What we achieve uh, is, is summarised in, in this community of Buyamba. So we only stay in a community for 15 years, and then after 15 years we move on because we've seen so much progress, and these people are now uh, genuinely changed, and it's a generational change, and we know that it continues on to get better. So in Buyamba, after 15 years, it's a community of 35,000 in southern Uganda, We'd gone from 30% to 97% of people having access to clean, safe toilets, from 54% to 90% of children passing their primary school exams. Uh, here's the one that really excites me. From 5% to 97% of people eating three meals a day, and then from 23% to 99% actually having surplus that they can sell for cash. And then with that cash, you might be buying more nutritious food, um, some protein, or you might have enough that you can invest in a sewing machine and start a new business, or, you know, it's with that money that you can buy your children uh, a, a, a uniform and then they can go to school. Because in many parts of the world, school's free, but you can only go if you've got a uniform, and you can only have a uniform if your parents can afford it. And in the, in the level of poverty that a lot of people exist, that uniform can be extremely prohibitive. Um, but further to that, the money that you give to World Vision, which to sponsor a child these days, it's $54 a month. The good news is of all the money given to World Vision, about 85% goes overseas. But we also link you with a child in that community. And um, those children, they love letters, they love encouragement. And this video is the story of Nancy and the difference that the sponsor made in her life just by writing letters, praying and encouraging her. I came from a broken family. 
There was no love. There was a lot of mistreatment from my stepdad. And I watched the other girls getting married one by one such that by class seven I was the only girl. At the end of every term, there were complaints from the community that the teachers were adding all the boys' marks to this girl. Because I used to be top in school, I used to be top in class. I remember that day, the teachers called us for an assembly. We were taken to a separate classroom. Write about yourself. That I can conclude must have been the first letter to my sponsor. The next time we were called, I received a letter and she sent me a photo. I remember one of her letters where she said, your photo is in my bedroom, so every time when I wake up, I see your beautiful smile and I was like, yeah, finally there's nothing wrong with me. That's what I felt. I felt like there's someone out there who cares who is interested in me. Georgie, you see where your money went? This is what I did, this is what I've done. I'll be very grateful to her. That what you did is what made me choose my current career. And that what you did is what is still driving me to want to grow into someone else. The kind of change you wanted to see in that little girl's life is what I've always remembered that if I work hard, if I make it out there, then Georgie will be happy. Oh, God. Yes, I knew, you know, I was hoping at least that I was helping, but I had no idea to what extent that would go. Do we like that story? I love feedback in case you're wondering, so feel free to yell out, Philip, you're doing amazing, or anything like that. Did we enjoy that story? It's amazing, eh? And that's the, that's the difference that we can make when we encourage. And, and that's the reason why I love working through families because if, if a girl is being abused by her father, if girls aren't encouraged in, in, in that community, and, and we're training the parents to do that, but then we can be encouraging from the sidelines as well and saying, we're praying for you, we believe you, and therefore we can help uh, see them thrive. So one of my heroes is this character here. Anyone know Mark Grantham? Um, Rod does, yep. And, oh, you're the auntie, aren't you? Did you? Sorry, I, I recognise you, but I've got, I cannot remember your name. But in, I, I remember you're Mark's auntie. So this is Mark at Oxford Terrace Baptist. Uh, you may recognise the interior um, there, that's where our World Vision office is based. And do you remember what birthday that was? Yeah. So Mark Graham is somebody that you could say was in darkness to a certain extent. He was never going to sit there, not with the family he was born into. But he has cerebral palsy, and you can see by 
his hands, and he, you can't tell, but he's, he's in a wheelchair. So he cannot get up and, and um, you know, be a butcher like my brother here is or whatever other jobs um, that, you know, you, you and I might be able to do. But he still had a desire to move from darkness to light, to see what can I do with my life, how can I make a difference in this world. Well, Mark sponsors five children, and that's how he makes a difference. And how he funds that is his carer takes him in his wheelchair to Newmarket most days of the week in Auckland, and in front of a shopping mall there, he parks his, um, parks his wheelchair and sells chocolates. Um, it's Whitaker's chocolate, you'll be pleased to know, and I think it's $3 a bar or something like that, and he's got, he, ca he can't handle change, as you can imagine, so in the days where it was much more coins, people used to often chuck a bit more than $3 in or pay their $3 and not take their chocolate, and now it's the thing that you swipe with your Visa card and it automatically just takes $3 from your account, and sometimes they'll swipe twice and what have you. But, so Mark raises money for his five children uh, and he's even been to India and Tanzania to visit those children. And over the last 10 years, Mark Grantham has sold seven tons of chocolates. And that was back probably two years ago. It might be closer to nine now. But that's, that's Mark saying, you know, the same as what uh, Damara said, I'm not going to stay where I am and, and be happy that with this. We believe in an awesome God let's see how we can make a difference. And that's how Mark makes a difference uh, in the lives of many. And he understands and lives that um, he is chosen uh, and he is going forth and bringing forth fruit, uh, fruit that will last. And he absolutely loves it and he's so thankful to, to be doing that. So, well, Power Baptist, what we would love to do with you is to link you with a community uh, in, the, in the country of uh, Bangladesh. It's called Mirpur, and Mirpur is right in the middle of Dhaka, the, the capital, and Rod's going to be there as part of a sabbatical. And um, in Dhaka, there is the slum, and typically to live in a slum, it's, it's just a discarded area where nobody wants to live, but often in many capitals around the world, people are shifting from the rural areas where they're struggling and coming into the city and looking for work, etc. So they've got no rights, they, they, they can't build a house and, and get a mortgage or anything like that because they have no land rights or anything. It's extremely densely populated. Uh, there's a lot of open sewers and a complete lack of facilities. And you could say that darkness is, is covering the land in Mirpur. But we want to em empower the staff of World Vision and the minds and beings of this population, which would be over 90% Muslim, the balance largely uh, Hindu, and typically uh, the, the statistics for Bangladesh is less than half of a percent are, are actually Christian. But our Christian staff are working in there, living with these people and looking to make a difference, negotiating with the government and trying to make a difference uh, in an incredible way. Um, and they are helping to see that, you know, these people arise and shine uh, and so that nations will come to their light and kings to the brightness of their dawn. And so today, 
we're inviting you, each and every one of you, to rise and shine, to become a child sponsor and to say yes to sponsoring one of the many kids in Meapua in Dakar who are desperately waiting for a sponsor. And how the sponsorship, just as with Damaris and Nancy, will restore their circumstances and affirm their dignity so that they too know that they are chosen. And I know, of course, that here, um, many of you already sponsor a child, and for that, we're extremely grateful. Uh, but the Lord is inviting you to open your family to one more, uh, just like Mark Grantham's done. Because I'm telling you, this is unique and groundbreaking, and let me tell you why. Uh, typically, how I would invite you to sponsor a child is there'd be a, a, a set-up out the back with a string of children and their photos hanging up, on clothes pegs and you'd be able to choose a child that you wanted to sponsor. But for the last few years or so we've been praying big prayers in world vision. Big prayers that would continue to push us in new ways to better serve his vulnerable children and that not that long ago he birthed an idea that radically reversed our world. He led us to ask the question what would it look like for the first time ever if the whole thing was reversed, instead of us choosing a child, we were empowered. Uh, they were empowered to choose us. Isn't that amazing? 
It is. Wow, thank you. <laughs> so everything we try and do in our development programs is about empowering people, about helping them to rise from darkness to light. And then this is one new way that we can empower the children even more. The children in Meerpur would love to be sponsored by you. But even more so now, they get the chance to choose you. And we believe that's a Holy Spirit-inspired choice. It's not pure coincidence. And so what happens is on the 19th of this month in Meerpur in Dhaka, Bangladesh, we'll hold a party. And there's, there's uh, two other churches doing Chosen in New Zealand today and some more next weekend. And so maybe there's 100 people that are going to be chosen. So we'll invite 100 children into Meerpur. Uh, I'm not sure what facility they'll, they'll use. Um, and then they will have lots of fun, lots of games, and uh, lots of, um, yeah, just real good fun. And then one by one, those children will go into a room, and there's 100 photos. So there'll be photos from people from Opawa Baptist, from the C3 Church in uh, New Plymouth, from the Eternal Vision Church, uh, Korean Church in, in Auckland, where my colleague's preaching today, etc., etc. And then one by one, those kids will go, they'll look, and they'll say, I choose you. They'll grab that photo, hold it against their chest, and we'll take a photo of the child holding the photo that was taken here to this morning. And then um, they'll write their first letter to you. Fortunately, for those of you who... Uh, don't, don't speak Bangla, it'll be translated into uh, English, and uh, that will be photographed and sent back to my colleagues in Auckland. And then on the weekend of the 24th, Sunday the 24th, Isaac will come back with all those envelopes, and after the service you'll be able to go out, open the envelope, and see which child chose you. And, and from there, not only continuing to pay that money into the whole community development, but be able to start a life-changing relationship with one of the children in that community. And trust me, if one's not enough, there's no upper limit to how many you can sponsor within that community. So Rod, can I hand over to you and uh, get your thoughts? I was thinking as I was sitting there, Philip, that we've been scheming about this for, what, nine months? Isn't that long? Yeah, it's been a while. Um, I guess my own experience has been of child sponsorship, a really positive one. The child that I sponsored was in a rural community, and I think the money that we gave was about digging wells and, that and buying goats and that kind of thing. Bangladesh is a little bit different. Uh, I was Googling the other night, uh, about the size of the South Island, 170 million people. Oh my. And this is a big city. And having spent a bit of time in Manila and Phnom Penh, it's hot, it's smelly, and it's dangerous in the sense that the kids are quite vulnerable. And as you so rightly described, it's a slum, essentially. But what I love about this is it's about whole community development, as World Vision has been for a very long time. 
measuring things by the number of kids leaving school, actually getting to leave school at the right time. You know, that's instead of working for the family as child labour. Nutrition, health, very, very basic needs. And while it might be community development, the main beneficiary is the emerging generation. And that's significant. And I also like the fact that this project that we've been invited to support has been underway for 10 years, and it's got five to go. Whatever is done there has to be self-sustaining to affect how things are going from there. So I'm quite excited about this. I'm going to be sponsoring a child in Meerpur. I invite you to join me. I was on a call the other night. There were, I think, eight other churches around New Zealand, something like that. One other Baptist, but a whole the spectrum of other churches. But as Phil said, I am fortunate that I've been able to juggle my travel so I can be there at the choosing ceremony. So I hope I will be coming back with photos if they'll let me take the odd pick. Yeah. Give it some thought. Have a chat to these guys afterwards. And I think you've got some admin stuff you want to talk through with yeah. us. I'm, I'm Mike. Yeah, so the exciting thing is, and this is the first church that I've been privileged enough that this is happening in, is Rod's going to be there to see those hundred kids having that party, and we're hoping to make sure he gets a bit of an overview of the other things that World Vision's doing there. But he'll be able to see when those kids go in, he'll recognise your photo hanging on that clothesline of, of, of photos, and he'll be able to see the children go and choose you and he'll be able to sit down and have a chat through an interpreter and, and maybe with the child's mother, the child that chooses him and maybe the, the, the children that choose you as well. So it's very exciting. So how we do this, we can do it all by smartphone and that's the reason why this is on your chair. If, if you don't want to do it by smartphone, that's why we employ Isaac because he's amazing. Um, you just go and talk to him. But if you scan that QR code, we all know how to scan QR codes as a result of COVID, don't we? Um, that will take you to a website, and that website's linked to Opawa Baptist, um, so you make sure you're at the right place. Then you fill in your details as concerns your name, rank, and serial number, things like that. And then if you use uh, your World Vision password, it'll, it, it will already fulfill all those. If you don't know your password, just continue as a guest and and do that over. And then you fill in your Visa card details and make your first payment of $54 a month. And then take the, your phone to Isaac or myself and we'll take a photo of you. And we believe that that can be a life-changing photo because that photo will be the one that's printed out in um, Dakar by the World Vision staff and then taken to the Meerpur office uh, where Rod will be on Tuesday the 19th. And then the following Sunday, the 24th, Isaac will be here and you'll see that photo of the child holding you and then also a photo of their first letter to you and then soon thereafter you'll get email communications from World Vision explaining how you can communicate with that child and be a real blessing in their life. Does that make sense? Any questions? If you've got any challenges whatsoever, do come and ask us. For those of uh, listening on the podcast, you can also join in. All you need to do is 
text the word chosen three, that's the numeral three, C-H-O-S-E-N-3 to the number 4040, um, or else go to wvnz.org.nz forward slash church three, and that will take you to the same link, and you can be a part of this whānau, uh, really making a difference to the lives of people in Meipur in Bangladesh. We would love you to join us. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast, uh, you can still be a part of this um, amazing process. So the Lord bless you. I appreciate very much the chance to come and be with you. Um, there's a lady taking a picture of that last slide. Let me help her. <laughs> um, so yeah, come and ask any questions. Um, we are very excited to be partnering with you in this way and we know that it's going to make incredible difference to that community but also the individuals that you can bless and encourage within Meipur. The Lord bless you and keep you.